0: Shorty, what's up with y'all? Oh, hi. Coming to say you look, you fine. We got to cutting it off. Nobody kidding, fuck on my line. I'ma keep it above with y'all. But oh, Shorty, I'm trying to make you mine Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by, oh yeah. Think i won the lotto. This little mulatto. She could be a model She wanna show me some. Think i won the lotto. Alrighty,
1: folks, welcome back to another episode of The Lovecast. I am your host, Max LeBelzik, and today we have a very fun episode. First off, we're having my cousin Jeff come on, resident Lakers fan, and he's just going to talk about the Lakers' struggles and just, you know, we're going to let him vent a little bit, and I'm going to enjoy every second of it as the annoying Celtics fan that I am. Um, just worth noting... This part was recorded on Monday, so the Lakers, it is currently Wednesday. This will probably be out Thursday. So the Lakers have a game tonight. So this, at the time of recording, they were 0-3. Who knows what happens tonight. But um, continuing on, I'm going to have uh, Jordan and Butsy on, and we're going to talk about NBA teams that we are loving to watch right now. This has been a great NBA season so far. So much talent, so many fun teams. So we're going to talk about that. And then to wrap it up, we're going to be talking about standout NBA rookies. I've got a bunch of them. And yeah, super fun episode. It's going to be NBA heavy from now on because NBA is obviously my favorite sport. Probably have some UFC sometime in the future. Maybe some NHL interviews with um, some musicians, stuff like that. But from the time being, it's going to be NBA heavy Lovecast episodes from now on. So with that being said, let's transition to Jeff. Alrighty, I'm here with my cousin Jeff, the one Lakers fan in my life, the one Lakers fan that I allow to be that I allow myself to have a relationship with. Um obviously I figured I'm not able to have just a non-biased conversation about the Lakers. So I figured I'd get my cousin Jeff on here to talk about the Lakers as one of the biggest Lakers fans that I know. Let's talk about what you're feeling, what your team's going through, what you what do you think? So, uh Jeff, the floor is yours. Whatever you want to say. Just get it off your chest.
2: Man, I'm fucking hurt. I'm fucking (laughs) hurt, man. (laughs) We fucking stink. Yes. This has got to be one of the worst teams, one of the worst Lakers teams I've ever watched. (laughs) Because with this Lakers team, there's no fucking hope. Yep. There's no hope for a better future. All we have is Anthony Davis for our future and Lonnie Walker, perhaps. I
1: don't know, but that Lonnie Walker might be a reach.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we're we're fucked, dude. Oh, God. I really thought the Westbrook experiment could have possibly worked out. (laughs) I mean, last year he, he didn't do terrible with LeBron and AD out damn near the whole year. So I was like, okay, maybe give it another year to work together. This shit can't work. This shit's not working together, bro. We need to change something up. We can't have this <laughs> many fucking bricks on the court. This is so awful. I mean, I seriously <laughs> don't want to watch the games anymore. It's so fucking bad.
1: Like, it is really bad.
2: I, I don't even know what, what they even say about this team. It's so fucking terrible. We can't shoot, we can't defend on the perimeter. It's literally where the game in the modern day is based, and we can't <laughs> fucking shoot from there, and we can't defend from there. We are absolutely fucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: so I just want to go through your next couple of games, and I just want to ask you: We'll do, we'll do your next, your next uh, six games, okay? And we'll let's see if you what you think your record will be, okay? Uh, Wednesday, you play the Nuggets. How do you feel about that or one? Fuck? <laughs> Friday you play the four the Tim- no I own four uh next you play the Timberwolves five. Oh five. next you play it's the like,
2: nuggets no, we might we, we might be decent against the Timberwolves who knows they have them two fucking big big dudes down there we might fucking, yeah. <laughs> we might stand a chance with them
1: there you go uh no, then you play the nuggets s- a nugget the nuggets again and
2: center the base team True, you might be good, but or yeah, Nuggets were fucked again.
1: <laughs> okay, then you play the Pelicans.
2: We're absolutely fucked.
1: Yep. <laughs> then you play the Jazz, which shockingly the Jazz are three and zero, which we're gonna get into later.
2: We will be fucked. <laughs> Actually, then... we might have clamps on Kelly Olynyk, so you might be good.
1: You might be okay. Um. I was looking at the Jazz roster. We're I'm going to get into the Jazz later in this episode, but I think the Jazz roster might be better than your roster. Uh it's not like I, uh <laughs> wait, let me let me let me fix that. Taking away LeBron and AD, I think the Jazz roster might be better than your roster.
2: Yeah, god. And I'm I'm dude, I'm seriously Westbrook's number one supporter. I know you are. Like dude I absolutely love them for DC because I mean I'm kind of near DC, so yeah. they're they're like my second favorite team at heart. Like they're the home team, so I'm <laughs> I'm a I'm a go to their games and shit. Yeah, but I was always a big fan of Westbrook, and god damn dude, he just <laughs> he absolutely disappointed me so far this season. He just he doesn't want to play for us. It's obvious.
1: Yep, it's really bad, and we'll get into. Him in a second, just to finish it off. Then you play the Cavaliers. That one,
2: yeah, we're absolutely fucked on that one. Donovan's gonna go off for fifty-four.
1: Dude, yes, you guys very well, maybe zero and nine. I think at the the best, at the best, I think you get two and or two and seven. I think.
2: I think at the best we're one and eight.
1: Really, (laughs) I think you can you can maybe pull one out against the Jazz and maybe the Timberwolves, but I think like they have Rudy Gobert that kind of clamps up. Uh, yeah. Davis and then, but I mean, like Davis has perimeter. I don't know. It's gonna be tough. I don't know.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Not to say that we are. fucked, I don't know why I said we might get him. No. <laughs> we're, we're going 0-9, boys. Dude. But,
1: but Pat Bev return. So there's that. Yay. <laughs> that that might be that might be uh maybe he has a game.
2: Hopefully, Pat Bev just fucking I don't know punches Westbrook makes them make a trade. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like Dude, your
1: only hope. Dude, um,
2: we have to get scary Terry somehow. Honestly, that's yeah, my so, only hope.
1: That's a good transition. Okay, so who are who are some like? Do you like? Do you think there's a fix to this? One A and then B. Like, how would you fix this if you were the if you were Rob Palinka who should who somehow got an extension? How would you fix All right.
2: this? First off, <laughs> we need fucking Thomas Bryant back. That's a huge injury. We too. have no bench bigs. Our bench bigs are absolute dog shit.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: That's a big key. We need Thomas Bryant back, or we need more bench big, or we need more big depth. Which I'm thinking, perhaps Miles Turner is. I don't know how we pull that one out of our ass, because <laughs> I know we don't have any fucking assets at all. So, no idea how we get that. But either okay. Miles, <laughs> I'm hoping he somehow get Miles Turner. Healed and slash or fucking Scary Terry, just some combination of those players. I don't know. I'm hoping that can maybe be a fix, but I doubt we even make a big playoff run with that.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know. I think it's either Scary Terry and Gordon Hayward or Miles Turner and Buddy Healed. I'm not sure if you can get both. Um,
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: I agree. Like, I don't know if that even fixes you guys. (laughs) Like, you still have. Dude, Matt Ryan, who was just an all-star Summer League player for the Celtics, is getting actual minutes on your team, which I don't yeah. know how that happened. And then <laughs> Lonnie Walker, no jumper still. Um, AD hit the side of the backboard with um, a three. That was pretty tough. Let's get into Russ a little bit. So, yeah, I I don't mean to pile on, but let's just get into Russ because he's really – like. <laughs> As your team like the team, there's a couple of things wrong. One, it's Russ. Two, um, the the whoever however your team was built was just not built well. And that's kind of the big thing. And then three, you have no like future, which kind of sucks. Sorry, not to mean. I, I feel like I'm being mean, but this no. is just like it's just factual. No. I'm not trying to rub it, it in. Is. I'm just I mean, I'm just putting it out there. So Westbrook, let's get into him. Dude, he is so frustrating because he it's pretty easy it's a pretty easy fix. It really is. All you have to do is be interested and willing on defense. Don't take dumb fucking shots. And then when you man the second unit and play your butt off, take layups, but don't take dumb shots and run the pick and roll. Pretty simple, right? Doesn't do any of it. Last game, we saw him with, I believe, 13 seconds on the shot clock. Take a three and airball it. Why? You can't shoot. Stop shooting.
2: 30 seconds left in the game with the lead.
1: Yeah. And And that's what
2: time comes down.
1: That's what's been the most frustrating thing about Westbrook. Like, does he get too much shit? Yes. It's not all on his shoulders. It's this team sucks. Um, yeah. Polinka. It's Polinka's fault mostly.
2: I think I think that was another big thing is last year we put as Lakers fans, we put so much shit on Westbrook that he just he doesn't want to play for us anymore. And yeah. we fucked ourselves.
1: But it's also and, Westbrook is is stubborn. He's the most one of the most stubborn NBA players, and he yeah doesn't conform. And our
2: fan base is one of the most stubborn fan bases.
1: Yeah, so it doesn't work well. And then he doesn't conform to what the changes he needs to make to be successful with this team, and it's going to be the undoing for him. He's going to end up playing in China if he keeps doing what he's doing, and it sucks because all he could do, all he does, he still has his athleticism. So all he has to do is man a second unit. And stop fucking shooting. He has never been able to shoot. He doesn't need to. He can be a f- good facilitator. And then he's also uninterested and unwilling to play defense. He would be a good defender. He has the athletics, the athleticism and the length to be a good defender. He yeah, is unwilling. He has
2: been a good defender in the past, and it's just he's unwilling know, and
1: uninterested. He's unwilling and he's uninterested. He loses. He's so ball focused that he gets backdoor cut every single time. He does not play to good team defense. He's so he, like, it's just so frustrating, dude. He has to make just a yeah. small couple. They're, they're easy changes to make, too, for someone of his caliber. Like, all he has to do is make these small changes. So, he gets a ton of blame. He gets too much blame. But he deserves some blame. And then at some point, the Lakers have to stop coddling him and be like, look, dude, like, LeBron needs to be like, hey, dude, stop fucking shooting. Right? And that's not my point. That's a Bill Simmons ringer uh, point, too. Like, he talked about that, and I completely agree with him. Like, why, yeah. why are they still coddling um Westbrook, like? At some point, you have to be like, hey, you need to stop shooting. And it, cause like he's going to hear it from the media and he's not going to listen. But you, until he hears it from a team leader, he's not going to fucking listen. And that's what's the most frustrating aspect to me. And then secondly, your team, I'm just going to pull up the roster here. Like your team, Palinka should be fired, dude. How, I don't know. Yeah, this gonna...
2: team is fucking, it's honestly reminiscent of those fucking Kobe teams with like fucking young Jordan Clarkson on it. And Robert Sacre, dude. Dude, yeah, Robert Sacre.
1: But those ones, would be, those ones would be better than... Yeah, because
2: Jordan Clarkson gave me hope. I thought he was going to be fucking Kobe. <laughs> there yeah, was true. a point in fucking sixth grade where I was telling everyone Jordan Clarkson was the next Kobe.
1: Yep, I agree. So, your team, Patrick <laughs> Beverly. Solid, maybe, backup point guard. He's your starting... He's starting for you sometimes. Troy Brown Jr., I mean... 23 years old. He hasn't really shown much. Thomas Bryant's injured. That's He's actually a good player. Max Christie, who's 19. He's not going to be contributing much. Anthony Davis, good. Wenyan Gabriel. Do you know where Wenyan Gabriel's from? Where, where's he from? My hometown. He's from Manchester, New Hampshire. He's oh, by, really? way, by way of South Sudan, and he actually went to the elementary school that my dad's a principal of. Um, oh, Great guy, great man. And I, do, I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way. Not necessarily. Um, he shouldn't necessarily be getting as many minutes for the Lakers as he is. He's a he's a good player, solid role player, great guy. You know, great family does a lot of great for the for our city. All that. Um, he plays a little bit too much for this Lakers team, I think. Unfortunately, yeah. like he's just young still. Um, he he just needs some more time in the NBA. Like they've thrusted him from like getting that not much playing time to getting a lot of playing time. And same thing with Matt Ryan, Kendrick Nunn, who's solid. Scottie Pippen Jr., too young right now. Damian Jones, who, like, is playing legit minutes for you guys. Dennis Schroeder's injured right now. Cole Swider, don't know who the fuck that guy is. Juan Toscano Anderson, who can't shoot still. Lonnie Walker, who got maybe the worst TPE. Uh, They should not have used, like, a mid-level exception on him. He could have been a vets minimum. And then Russell Westbrook and Matt Ryan, Austin Reeves. So that is just not, <laughs> not a great uh team by any means. And it's just... I feel yeah. for you. I really do. Um, who do you think is the third best player on that team? Because we we had that debate before, and it's really hard to answer that question. Like today, not like not like um, idealistically, like just today.
2: I mean, it's gotta be. No matter. I mean. It gotta be Lonnie Walker.
1: Okay. I was between Lonnie Walker or Kendrick Nunn. I think it's I was
2: between him or Westbrook. I mean, I still think Westbrook's better than Kendrick
1: Nunn. Until Westbrook makes a fucking change, I just Oh no, he's, he's just he's bad for the team at this he's... point. Oh
2: no, he still does enough where it's like you kinda of, you can uh you can let him slide a little bit, but with the shit that he's been doing recently you can't.
1: Yeah. It's just tough. It really is tough.
2: But with him, you really got to ride the wave because he'll, he'll get on these bad streaks, and then who knows? He can always get on these really fucking
1: good streaks. But it's only when that he's, like, with, the man. It's only when, like, everyone's with, injured, and it's just Westbrook doing Westbrook things.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. But the year with the Wizards, I mean, he still had Bradley Beal out there, and
1: there's these streaks where he would
2: still put up, like, really fucking crazy triple-doubles.
1: Yeah, and, and Bradley
2: that was, Beal would put up, like, 40...
1: Yeah, but that was because um I they I've heard people talk about that before. And Joe House again, shout out Ringer. I've been shouting them out a ton the last couple episodes. Um, he was saying that like he's a huge Wizards fan, so he follows them extensively. And he said that to him that Brad Beal's like sort of a beta role. He's not like the alpha on the team. And then you have the alpha yeah, and Westbrook come in, and that's where he's perfect is for bad teams like Washington or just other teams that are kind of like not going anywhere. Just for them. Like he's not good for Indiana because he completely stunts their growth of all the other young guys. Washington is a mix of like small young guys, but then they have like Kuzma, um, they got Beal, they got, I mean, Rui's kind of young and Denny Oddia is pretty young, but then they have Brad Beal, obviously. Like they're a mix, so he would be good back on Wizards, but I just don't know who they would get back. Kuzma, maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
2: Give me Kuz, I love me some little Kuzi bird, dog.
1: Yeah, I mean he's. It's it must be uh strange for him that's going from like a, that's
2: another thing I fucking hate Lakers fans for what they ruined fucking KCP and Kuzma
1: yeah dude that was tough you they you guys had some players with them and it's tough I mean
2: we could have been pretty fucking decent with them still
1: mm-hmm you're you're not wrong um yeah so I'm sorry dude The I I I don't envy you unfortunately like you're just in a really tough spot um. I appreciate but Max, you. I still
2: think we're gonna beat you to
1: what eighteen? To eighteen, yeah. We're
2: tied. We're tied right now at seventeen, right?
1: I believe so. Unfortunately, I believe. Let me. I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, hold on. Let me pull up the amount of championships that the Lakers have. I believe. I believe it is tied at seventeen. Because um, somehow the
2: Lakers always pull it out their ass. That's the one thing about the being a Lakers fan.
1: Yes, you're fucking, you're the
2: Lakers, so it's kind of like being the Yankees fan. True, but
1: (laughs) I, I think you guys are in the worst position you've ever been in, honestly. And I, and the problem that we've talked about before with the draft picks is there's no way out for a while.
2: I don't know because we have LeBron right now, and I've seen some teams that fucked Robert Sacre as their best player in Jordan Hill. So (laughs) that was in a weaker,
1: that was in a weaker NBA, dude. The West is really strong. True, true. I'll let you have and it,
2: dude. That.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll let you have it. Um. And,
2: yeah, and thanks. I can't say I've been disappointed.
1: this
3: yeah, is that... the most
2: disappointed I've been because I've been fucking watching a team that had Dwight Howard and Steve Nash go to it, and I thought they were gonna go fucking eighty-two and zero. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I know. I thought they were, This is gonna be fun, man. I still have that fucking Sports Illustrated dog, and we I fucking that. stunk.
1: I remember that trade. I was fucking I mean, devastated when that went through.
2: The tribulations of a fucking Lakers fan, but.
1: Oh, you hey. guys can't fucking complain. Get the fuck out yeah. of here. You guys have this one yeah. season. We'll, you guys we'll, have been we'll, fine.
2: We'll, we'll, we'll come back. We'll come back. Get doubt.
1: the fuck out of here. You have your bubble. <laughs> you have your bubble championship. It's all good. Um, yes, sir. The yes, hardest sir.
2: championship ever.
1: Oh, Jesus. All right. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Um, Thank you, Jeff, for coming on. This was a great segment. I, I feel you. I'm sorry for your pain um as much as i'm enjoying it i i do feel bad for you um but yeah i will have you on later for um like later in the year if the lakers turn something around or if they continue to be complete dog shit but we will definitely have some check-ins with you so everyone stay tuned for that and um yeah thank you for coming on jeff all righty here with um jordan and butsy we're gonna be talking about nba teams that we're loving to watch right now um yeah who wants to start i have a bunch so i, I don't want to start but you guys go ahead <laughs> butsy go right ahead i will
3: start i'm gonna go with the utah jazz
1: great pick. Uh, oh, nice. gonna,
3: yeah. yeah this team has been playing out of their minds for some reason uh you know they came into the season with the notion that um they were gonna tank for webin yama and the team is pretty much just saying fuck that um peli mm-hmm. winnick game winning shot game winning bucket i mean that's ridiculous never thought i'd be seeing that in 2022 um, also, Colin Sexton's been playing great. Lori Marketin has been playing out of his fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so funny to see the Jazz just up 20 on the team, and then they cut to Ainge in a booth, yeah. and he's like, fuck, like, we're it's actually hard. like, wh- like, why are we winning games? Uh, this team does, you know, they kind of seem like they got something going. Um, mm-hmm. They have a lot of momentum. They have a lot of young guys that seem to not fucking give a shit that they're trying to tank. Um, for example, like... I mean, they're playing the uh, they're playing the Rockets tonight, and they're seven and a half point favorites. Like, <laughs> like this team's good. Um yeah. So I, I'm I'm loving the Jazz so far. They're fun to watch. Uh, they still have Mike Conley, who I think stinks, but besides that, Jordan Clarkson's been playing good too. All these guys have been playing fun, uh, playing good, and they're fun to watch.
1: Um, who? Uh, little question for you boys out here. Yeah. Who leads the NBA in three point percentage right now? Like, what team? No, what player? Is it Kelly? It's Kelly, dude. 72% for, I think he hit like, oh, he must've yeah. gone one or he must've gone like three for four or something, but currently it's only four games in, but it's just funny. Cause he's leading the NBA in three point percentage. I saw that today um, when I was looking through.
3: He's averaging 15 and a half points per game, 3.8 boards and 3.3 assists.
1: Yes. He's uh, I, mean, that I fucking ridiculous. hate Kelly Olenek or watching. I don't hate him. I hate watching him, but um, did you know he wore a snapback in his wedding? I don't know if you guys saw that.
3: I did see that. I that have, I have seen that before. <laughs> That's so funny. He's a weird up. guy. Yeah, he's shooting seventy-eight percent from three. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yes. uh, so
1: crazy. Jazz is my
3: pick. Jazz is my pick.
1: Great pick. Um, The Jazz are too good to be bad, and what I mean by that is they have way too many good fucking players to be as bad as they were hoping, like Jared Vanderbilt, Larry Marketing, like you mentioned, all those other guys that you mentioned, they're all really good NBA players. Danny's going to have to deconstruct this roster a little bit to get worse. He obviously will do that. I think you can ship out Mike Conley to a contender, um you can probably get rid of i don't know like clarkson is like a nice piece i always wanted the celtics to get him um you can definitely ship some guys out to get much worse cuz every win they get hurts their uh, percent chance of getting victor Wenbanyama, who's the ultimate prize so um yeah we we're going to get into more teams that should be tanking but are not um great pick we were, i told i talked about this with jeff who's the segment before we got to get into the jazz a little bit i'm glad you brought them up first they are well first it's Will Hardy who Jordan and I talked about when we rebuilt the Knicks I called him I called him the wrong guy though I said it was the guy with the beard that's not the guy he's like a child. he looks like a child but he um he was the Celtics like wonder assistant coach that went over to the Jazz this year uh 34 years old and he's an amazing coach and he's going to be an amazing coach for a very long time and I think he is a big reason as for the Jazz success and then also like you said we just have they just have so many fucking good players. So it'll be interesting to see how they dismantled or Danny dismantles this team even further to actually make them um,
4: like really bad. But yeah, Jordan, what's your next team? Uh, my team is the Pelicans. Great. Pick. And they just beat the, the Mavs last night with no B.I., no Herb Jones and no Zion. Yes, do Trey Murphy went eight for eight. Love Trey Murphy. Four, for four from three. Uh, McCollum didn't even play well alvarado had a great game they have so many like guys that are just easy to root for um and when zion herb and bi are all on the court like they're just so like so fun fun um bi's looked really good zion's looked really good when he's played but he got hurt he's just made a glass which sucks uh but yeah that like they play fast and i think zion's the most exciting player to watch in the league yeah dyson daniels went off last night too dyson daniels played really good yeah butsy
3: this team is really good, but I we're four games into the NBA season and I was checking the games last night, seeing who was playing who, and I saw that the spread was Mavericks five and a half, and I was like, this makes zero sense. And we're four games in, and BI, Zion, and Herb Jones are already out. Um this is the harsh reality of the NBA regular season, is just whether guys are a little dinged up, uh, or they're actually dinged up, um, they're gonna miss time. And so I, I always think that kind of sucks about the NBA regular season is you can have guys miss extended periods of time just for the sake of preventing further injury or just, you know, maybe taking a rest day. So um, I didn't expect it four games in. And maybe these guys are actually hurt. And I'm well, just the, all those guys
1: right. got fucked up. I don't know if you saw Zion's injury. I didn't really see it. No, oh, I, I, I was up, just
3: kind of like glancing. And I was like, these guys dude, are already fucking hurt. Like, he went up for a dunk
1: bullshit? and they took his legs out from under him. And he felt that was Oh, one of I all, did see that. Oh, by the way, fucked. that was a
3: that was a clean block by the way. I saw yeah, that but play. his that legs got taken clean.
1: out from underneath him yeah, on messy. the fall through. He Gary fall. he's he's lucky that he's not more hurt actually cuz he got fucked and then BI has a legit concussion and then I don't I didn't see what happened to Herb, Herb Jones but yeah, right, you I'm are right.
3: Then then I'm talking out of my ass. But like my general no, in kind of general, stance, yeah. My general stance still stands about the NBA regular season and it's that's why it is impossible to bet on it. Uh I hate betting on it, but I do it anyways cuz I'm a degenerate. Yeah, um, I, tried, I tried to do it less and less, and, and honestly, I'm just going to try to become a huge NHL guy because Jordan, Jordan and I know that.
1: Are you guys so watching it's... chill? Are you guys watching chill?
3: Watching is a strong word. Gambling oh, and then watching? watching gambling <laughs> and then watching. I have USB plus, which is great. Yeah. So I can watch any NHL game. Yeah. But uh, no, in order for me to watch an NHL game, I have to gamble on it.
1: Okay. I. So. I've I don't know if I've talked about this on the pod, but I'm I'm the commentator for the fucking Ice Falls hockey team, and I don't know shit about hockey, so I started watching NHL like pretty religiously. I have like a couple TVs set up, and I'll always I my goal is to throw on an NBA game and an NHL game on one like on either TV, and then also little plug here we got the Stick and Puck podcast. So if you guys are trying to learn more about the NHL, fucking give that a listen on our feed. Um, my play by play partner when we call the ice falls hockey game, Jack and my cousin Duncan do that one. So quick little plug there, but I've been watching a ton of hockey. Hockey has been fucking awesome this year. And, um, yeah, that's a great pick. The Pelicans are, are so fun to watch. I think they can make like an actual deep run into the playoffs. And they're one of those guys that Jordan mentioned their depth. I think you could actually package some of that depth together to get, um, maybe the final piece of the puzzle uh to get you over the hump and make you like a real contender because right now i think they're a fringe contender but i think if you get like one more really good piece maybe upgrade um i mean honestly there's not, like maybe get like a true point guard i'm not sure but there, there's an upgrade that they that can be made to get them over the over the bump so to speak but that's a great pick my next pick is going to be weird this is like a fucking nba twitter pick but i love watching the pacers dude I've watched more fucking Pacers games, and granted, it's because I have League Pass, and on League Pass you can't watch like um, TV or teams in your market. So I'm not able because I live in Tennessee, I can't watch Atlanta, Charlotte, or Memphis ever. I'm never able to watch them. It sucks, dude. I can't watch either of those. So, but for whatever reason, Pacers are always on League Pass. It's because they're terrible. They're they're one and three, but they have Benedict Matherin, Chris Duarte, and Tyrese Halliburton. Ben Matherin is one of my favorite players and one of my favorite play uh, rookies to watch right now. This Mine dude too. is playing like it's the NBA finals, every fucking game he's chirping, everybody he's he's just working his ass off. And I want to read through his stat line real quick. So Ben math is averaging 22.3 points per game two assists. He's shooting 42.9% and 48.4 from the field. He is on a fucking tear dude. And I just love the passion that he's plays with. And this team is so fun. And then Tyrese Halliburton, I didn't watch him as much in Sacramento, but I've been obviously watching him with the Pacers. The guy's averaging 24 points per game, 9.8 assists, 43.5% from three and 52.4 from the field. He's playing fucking insane. Chris Duarte can fly and shoot. They have a nice big three. Our buddy Aaron Niesmith is terrible.
3: I was just he- going to say, can we, I just want to give a quick shout out to Aaron Nesmith, though, because I mean, he is, he did start against the Sixers. Uh, he only played 17 minutes, but damn it. He they got
1: it. They got to give. Yeah, they, he. That's all he did is he started. Um, you got to let him give,
3: go. You got to give you, him the reins. You, you got to give Aaron Smith the reins. You got
1: to give Ben Math the reins and let Aaron Smith take a hit, dude. He got. There was this play last night. I forget who they were playing. He got back cut so fucking bad on two straight plays that were just layups, dude. He got back cut like fell down, and then he hit the side of a backboard of the backboard on a three point attempt, and from the corner.
4: Remember when he came out of the draft as the best shooter in the draft? Yeah. Like because hands down. He, yeah. he shot
3: I, I mean, he was unbelievable. At I think Vandy. he's mentally he, broken. I think he shot like above fifty percent from three at Vandy throughout his he career. He averaged like nineteen a game his senior year. He, he was he was dirty.
1: Yeah. I think he and they moved meant- back
3: the three point line and then he's just gone, and then he's just done. <laughs> no, it's it's but it, shot at Ernie
1: Yeah, to me this is all a mental thing and hopefully he can get his shit together. But he really does not like this needs this spot needs to go to Ben Math, dude, because he is so fucking electric. And uh, he works his ass off on both sides of the court. Um, and then they were showing that Harden crossover. Harden stepped on the inside of Ben Math's foot and threw him over the side. That's why he got crossed. It was that's not the like
3: only a... way Harden breaks people to be, yeah. Honest. He's it's just slow. putting his whole body into people and then yeah. like just moving them,
1: exactly. But all right, Buttsy, what's your next team? My team's pace was Pacers. Uh,
3: my next team, by the way, we have a huge NBA slate today, which I'm very excited about. Oh, me too. Um, I'm going to say the Cavaliers. I'm going to say the Cleveland Cavaliers have been really fun to watch so far. They're Donovan a Mitchell has been on an absolute tear recently. Uh, they beat up on Chicago. They just beat Washington as well. Uh, I know they lost their first game to... Who did they fucking lose to? They lose to
1: Toronto, was, I believe. Toronto,
3: yeah. They lost to Toronto, but... They lost um,
1: Garland in that game to an eye injury.
3: Yeah, right. So I think this team is really, really good. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's been playing out of his mind. He's averaging 33-5-7. and seven. I mean, that is fucking... Ridiculous! Um, I'm very, very impressed with what he's what he's doing. Uh, this team is also just really good. I'm a big fan of this team, Jordan. I know was really high on them coming into the season. Yeah, uh, their his well, well, Jordan your bold take was that they would have the best record in the East by the end of the season, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah I also put stock in them in our stock game, which I'm excited about.
3: Yeah, oh, and I yes. think that's a, I think both of those are, are great moves. This team is, has been you know kind of proving that they that they are legit so far. Uh, they haven't really played any great competition yet. Uh, but they do play the Magic tonight. Then they play Boston on Friday, which would be a great game. Great so game. I can't wait for that game.
1: Yeah. Um. I also, or I put, I'm gonna trade in my King stock for some Cleveland. Whoa! Stock,
3: whoa, think, whoa! 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 I thought at, I, I didn't know you could do that. Whenever.
1: No, no, no. At the court I said at the quarter. Okay. Yeah. At the at when when we come for our quarter evals, I think that's gonna be my move. Um, but yeah. Cleveland's a great pick. I forgot to mention. I also had the Pelicans on my list. I had Cleveland on my list as well. Um, you just have Evan Mobley, who's a fucking unicorn. We've never really seen a player like him. Um, someone who defends at an elite NBA level when he's 19 years old and it's his second year in the league. Um, absolute insanity. Jared Allen is so perfect for that team. He's so much fucking fun. Kevin Love has been brought back from the dead. He kind of fits perfectly with Donovan Mitchell and yeah, Okoro like still hasn't got his shot going, but he's just a nice defensive complement, and he's gonna get some layups. Like this team is so much fucking fun to watch. I love, I love this team. I love the NBA right now. It's just so much fun.
3: When this um, team's clicking, they put up points too. I mean, one twenty eight against Chicago, uh, one seventeen yes. in overtime a couple nights ago or last night. I think it was a couple nights ago against uh, Washington. So this team has the potential to put up a ton of points. It's scary, and and defensively they're great too. So yeah, definitely, definitely a fan of the Cavs this year.
1: Yes, Jordan.
4: I think um the one thing I didn't mention about the Cavs in the preseason was Kevin Love, and that guy's yeah. just a fucking stud off the bench. Like, yes, he's so good. He had like 15 and 12 efficiently. Uh, yes, I love that team. they they were on my list too. Uh, he- but we can't we can't go this whole segment without talking about the Seas, fellas course oh yeah of course of course yeah i'm glad you did did it (laughs) we were
3: we're trying to be impartial podcast hosts but i think it's time we just talk about them
4: yeah let's just do it i I think i mean they just got their asses kind of kicked by the bulls but it happens uh tatum just looks like he's on a mission and i absolutely (laughs) maybe sneaky (laughs) mvp sneaky mvp donovan he's coming for it dude um, but yeah, I, I love how the Celts are playing right now. We're actually throwing up a ridiculous amount of points. I don't know what's wrong with our defense, but in terms of watchability, like Celts are so fun to watch right now. They're just scoring at will. Dude, I think yeah. our
3: game I, I think the way we're playing is the team is shifting a little bit. Um, I don't think we're as half-court based as we usually are. Uh last last season, we saw a lot of um you know, half-court defensive shit that we just locked down in. I think this year we're playing with a lot faster pace and in turn we're getting uh run on a little bit as well. Um, I don't think we I think midseason form we'll get our legs back and, and play a lot better defense. But right now with this type of basketball we're playing, it's a lot different than we've seen in years prior. Um, and I think it just is gonna take us a little bit to to get our legs back underneath us and and get back on defense. But I mean, offensively, if we can keep up this production throughout the entire season, I mean this this team has has no ceiling.
1: You know what I fucking love? Scalabrini was talking about it in the um the game against Chicago with Tatum. One, Tatum doesn't fucking smile anymore, dude. He's pissed off. He's ready to go. He kept talking about how awful his summer was, and he doesn't fucking smile. He's not buddy-buddy with all the team. Like, remember how annoying it was when he'd go and, like, hug everyone after the game and, like, just... Like, in the playoffs, I mean, like, it's one thing to do after a regular season game. Um, But, it like, yeah, he... Absolute insanity. And yeah, he's just completely alpha up. And then also he doesn't complain as much anymore. I don't know if you noticed that he's, I mean, he still complains, but not nearly to the point where like, he was like a Luca level complainer last year and now he's cut down. Like he's a man. 75%. He's a man.
3: It's yeah. so fun to watch. It's so fun to watch. I mean, when he's clicking on offense and on defense too, oh he and he just looks faster. I don't know what it is this year about him. He looks faster. He looks like he's in a lot better shape. He said he changed um, his
1: diet too, which I think honestly, is obviously. I was super gonna say he important. looks a
3: little slimmer. Yeah. Uh, he looks a little leaner, but I mean he's fast. I mean he's a gazelle uh, on offense and on defense. But I mean it, this team is awesome. I fucking love this team. You Me know, too. You know when you go on a crazy tough road trip like they just went on, you're gonna you're bound to drop one. So the the loss of Chicago, I'm not putting a lot of stock into because when you've been playing as fast as they have and been on that road trip, that's, that's a tough, you went back to back, you went to, uh, what did they play? We went to Miami and yeah. then we played magic back to back nights. And then we just played Chicago. Like that, yeah. that's a really tough stretch. Um, and now we're home against the, we played night. Uh, no,
1: we play, I believe either Friday. Thursday or Friday, Friday, we play yeah. Friday,
3: we play Friday. Um, um, we play Friday against the Cavs. So that's going to be a big game, but you know, no, I, I think this team doesn't really have a ceiling if they keep, Uh, playing like they are offensively were so, so fun to watch. And defensively too, causing chaos. I said this uh, from the jump after the Sixers game, it's a different kind of defense this year. And I'm really excited to watch this play.
1: But one thing to highlight too, is like coming off that road trip, they had um, just, they had to face a bunch of like really solid bigs, which is obviously where we're weakest. Like first you have to play Bam and Miami's not super huge, but Bam is just going to take a lot out of like Al and Noah Vonley and all them. And then next you, you go to Orlando and you're playing like Wendell Carter, Jr. and <laughs> bull, bull got minutes. Like you're playing a very big, like Paolo, obviously, like you're playing a very solid, big team in, in Franz Wagner. Like you're playing in Orlando and then you come in and you have to play Vooch against uh, in Chicago, obviously. And you could see that like maybe Al just the, well, the offensive rebounding for Chicago was just like the big difference. And I think a lot of that was maybe the bigs were tired and Chicago is just a little bit bigger, than we expected, and like, we're gonna have to upgrade the big position for sure because Vonley is like serviceable, but
3: yeah, that's I think that's the perfect word. He is serviceable, uh, he's not great. I think yeah. we do need to make some trade, and I think we will make some trade by the deadline, uh, yeah. to pick up somebody to fill that position because honestly, we were a little, little slim, and, and I think that's where we're losing a lot of points on defense is, is down low, getting pounded down low. Mm-hmm. Um, pause. But no, we're getting beat up down low underneath uh, giving up way too many rebounds on both sides. So I, I, I do expect the Celtics to make a move. I don't think it'll be a blockbuster move of any kind uh, because we definitely don't need one right now, but I think just a move to, to help us survive until Rob wills hundred percent. And even when he is back taking the load off of him for the majority of the regular season. So he's good to go for the, for the playoffs is, is definitely something that I think we will do.
1: Also, I think a possible trade thing is I think it would be PP and Grant Williams or just Grant Williams cuz Grant Williams is about to be eligible for his extension. Well, he's eligible for his extension. We did not extend him. So he's going to ent- enter restricted free agency and I don't know if the Celtics are going to resign him to what the deal that he's going to be worth. Like I don't we can't physically afford that. Um I almost wonder if like a Grant Williams for Jared Vanderbilt trade is available it, with Utah helps Utah get a little bit worse and we get the, like, I would love Jared Vanderbilt on our team. Um, but I think like if a Grant Williams or a Grant Williams and PP package can get you something, I'm not sure, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's just like a little side option piece there. Okay. I'm going to give the rest of my, uh, rundown here. I ended up making a list of eight, but, but like four, I actually talked about and then four were, um, honorable mentions. So, Number three is the Spurs right now. They are so fucking fun to watch. Keldon Johnson, Jeremy Sohan. um, They got uh, Devin Vassell, Jakob Pertl, Josh Primo. They're three and one. And honestly, what makes them so fun is they're extremely defensive, but then they're fast. And then they get out on breaks and they just like run the ball. Um, They just got done beating up on the Timberwolves and they're going to be bad like in the future, like as the season gets going. But for now, they are just so fast and fun to watch like it's just one of those fast court like the honestly in my opinion like the fast break is one of the most fun aspects of, of the game because you don't know what's going to happen the other end you can get those monster dunks and i don't like really slow basketball like i don't like watching the mavericks play i'm not a huge i don't like watching philly play so um the spurs just fit the style of basketball that i like to watch and then not to mention like they have such a young team that it's really fun like they get to like Zach Collins comes in and you're like, oh Zach Collins, I haven't fucking seen him in a while. Like Jeremy Sohan's so fun, obviously. He's like he's like a Dennis Rodman with his hair and his rebounding ability. Um, Kevin, shout out Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer. He wrote about Jeremy Sohan being like Dennis Rodman, and I agree with that. Um, Devin Vassell just can't fucking miss. Kelvin Johnson, like Team USA standout. He's he's a great like he's awesome. And this team's obviously well coached with Pop, so I love watching them. Um, Jordan.
4: Shout out Jakob Purtle for averaging 16 and 11. That guy's a monster, dude. If the Celtics could somehow
1: get Jakob Purtle, maybe they toss a Grant Williams so that way they just have an all six foot eight lineup, six six to six eight lineup. Um, that would be awesome. But yeah, Jakob Purtle, I fucking love him. He's so good. Um, but yeah, that that was my another team I had, and then before the honorable mentions, I just wanted to do talk about Houston. Houston is so fun. Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., Jabari Smith, Alperen Sangoon, Josh Christopher, uh, Hans Garuba, and Tari Eason are like the t- guys that really stick out to me. There's more on there that are shout fun. out,
3: shout out, Jay Gup, shout yeah. out, just shout out, Jay Gup.
1: Yep, and um, fucking uh, Boban Marjanovic, of course. Uh, obviously, just fun having him on the team. But this team is on is so fucking explosive. And Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green on a fast break is one of the most fun things you can watch. Jalen Green caught this insane lob the other night. Um, They ended up beating, oh shit, who do they beat? Oh, I can't remember. I I watched their game and it was just a lot of fun to watch. Um, My main takeaway is get Jabari Smith out of there. Get him out of there, dude. He's getting into it with Jalen Green. And the thing is, Jabari is an old man, but he's 19, if that makes sense. Like he's like, he's just an old man at heart and i would love to see jabari go to like an older team that passes the ball more because kevin porter junior does not facilitate really he just kind of takes the ball and just goes and jabari smith has been shooting like the most threes out of any rookie right now and that's just because basically what happens is jalen green and kevin porter junior um attack the rim and then kick it out to him eventually if they get stifled but really i feel like um i feel like jabari smith is a little just not being used correctly at the moment and i would love to see him on like an actual older team where he's like smart and um well he is smart where they're smart and he's able to just like show off his wit but but houston's really fun to watch right now they beat the jazz the other night yes thank you they beat the jazz yes i was watching that game um but yeah it was just uh yeah it was like i don't know they're they're really fun they have a lot of big dunks um And Kevin Porter Jr. is I thought like Kevin or uh, Jalen green was going to have the highest usage rate again, dude. Kevin Porter Jr. Is really hurting that he has the ball in his hands more than Jalen green. And Josh Christopher is really fun. He's got like, he just fucking goes off. But yeah, that's one of my, that's my final team. And then I just had one honorable mention, sorry, two honorable mentions. That's just Detroit and Orlando. Those teams are fun because Paolo and Franz Detroit stinks, dude. But there's like, you have Jaden Ivey, um, Jalen Duran, Kate, uh, fucking Cade Kate Cunningham. Cunningham yeah you got Orlando City hasn't Bay. won a game have they Orlando has not no but they're fun they're to still watch, they're right?
3: still so fun to watch they haven't won a single game but man if I, you're an Orlando, I mean
4: game, it's, it's disgusting I mean Paolo's fucking disgusting sick, so.
3: um I yeah, think like that transitions Paolo, actually that actually actually transitions pretty good into the next segment right Max well yeah but Paolo, hold on real quick Paolo and Franz are
1: like awesome to watch it's it, you don't have to watch winning so wait like,
3: so so wait wait, wait, wait hold on I think we could go through each NBA team and pick a couple guys that we'd like to watch and that are fun to watch.
1: Yeah. But I don't like watching the Mavericks play. Like I, it doesn't matter if they win. Like I don't like watching like just heliocentric, boring basketball. I like watching fucking like studs go off and like, dude bad teams are fun to watch sometimes like they've they got fun players like we've covered these guys through the draft so you become a little bit connected to them and you want to watch them and it's fun oh, like, jesus here we go well i mean like they're you, got fun a crush. To watch. you got you
3: got a little, you got a little crush on these rookies Nah, no, dude i just think like you probably don't like basketball I me that's all um all right next <laughs> <laughs> next so i'm next. sorry i don't have league pass i'm sorry i don't have league pass pay eighty hundred dollars a month No, you pay one time increment of $99. It's my
1: Christmas gift from my mother. So that's, that's, that's where we're going to end it here. But it's a tough Christmas gift. It's a great Christmas gift. I'm watching more basketball than most people. And it's amazing. All right. NBA rookies that stood out to us. Let's get into that. Um, Jordan, you're going to go first. Who's your first NBA rookie that stood out to you? <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder who. I wonder who. What a I wonder, layup, I'm,
3: dude. <laughs> I'm going to take a wild stab at who Jordan is going to guess. Actually, My no, I'm, I'm just going to let him go.
4: Outstanding rookie so far through the year has been the rookie of the year, Paulo Banchero. Huh,
3: nice. Weird. <laughs> Would not have
4: guessed that. I've taken his over in points multiple times, and it's worked every time. And <laughs> I love him, and he's going to be a top five player all time when all is said and done.
1: Yep. Uh one take I wish I could take back is Jabari Smith should go. Number one. He should not have, you guys were right. Paolo Banchero is fucking awesome. I didn't realize how NBA ready. He was Benchero. Same fucking thing. Go
3: ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, Max, go ahead. Who's your rookie?
1: Benedict Matherin. I already talked about him before. This guy's going to be a fucking player and Indiana has something going here. Um, which is perfect because they're sucking too. So they're going to get a nice high pick. If you add Victor Wimbenyama to that, to that um, like little core that they have, you have Benedict Matherin, Chris Duarte, Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Matherin, you package buddy heel and, and buddy Heel and miles Turner for someone who's not Westbrook, someone who's actually good. You got a fun little team. there, starting to go. Um, ben math plays harder than anyone on the floor so far. In every game I've watched, he single handedly won the Pacers, their one game that they won this year. And he's going to be a fucking player. And I love just the the effort that he puts into the game. And yeah, he's just, he's good on both ends of the floor, too. So yeah, first pick is Benedict Matherin.
3: I second everything you say there. Uh, I'm a huge Benedict Matherin fan. I've gone on tangents because you don't watch bad
1: basketball. So it's weird that you even watch him.
3: Um, I've watched a little bit of them, but honestly, I don't have fucking League Pass, so I just watched the ten minute highlights on YouTube. Why are you getting out aff- me for investing in the betterment of our podcast? Buddy. I'm sorry, I can all I can afford is the ten dollar free YouTube. Get the fuck on, out of here! But quit NBA betting YouTube. then. Quit betting then. That's uh, actually actually you don't want to see my three week log history. It's fucking green, 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 green. Anyways. so if you've neither- made a hundred bucks, it's a one time payment of a hundred bucks, and then you can get League Pass. Is that worth the investment? I don't know. Here we go. Yes, it is. All right, let's. Uh, my. Rookie that I'm going to talk about is going to be uh, Jeremy Sohan. He has looked very, very, very good on this Spurs team so far. He seems like you know how you talked about um, fucking who's the guy that we were just talking Robin. about? No, the rookie from uh, Houston. Oh my god, why am I? Why am I? Ta- Jabari Smith, Tar- Jabari Smith. Tar- you know yeah. how we kind of say he plays like an old man? Yeah. I think Sohan's game yeah. is similar to that. Uh, he just seems like an NBA guy through and through, like an NBA player through and through. He's strong. He just makes the right plays at the right times. And honestly, you know, he doesn't – he's not going to wow you with scoring the numbers. But, I mean, he can still – like the other day, he shot seven for nine from the field. So I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I think he's going to provide a lot of value to uh, a team. He provides a lot of value now to the Spurs team, but I think he'd be lethal on a uh, on a really good team where he can just be utilized as a straight utility man um, and just do what he does. And, and I honestly think that if he – Ever is on a championship caliber team that he can really elevate a team to the next level
1: yeah he is that's a great pick um he has been shooting terribly but and that was the one question mark so if he can get his shot going like eventually he's he's with the spurs who have the best like shot coach in the history so um that's a big aspect of it like that's gonna be really helpful that's the guy who helped lonzo with his shot i don't know if you remember lonzo's terrible looking shot in the beginning and now he is an elite shooter. Um, so Jeremy can get his shit together shooting wise. That's gonna be amazing. Um, like he said, he's a he's an elite defender already, an elite rebounder for his size, and he's just really smart. And yeah, that's a great pick. Um the scoring eventually will come. His numbers are probably boosted by his game um against the Timberwolves. I believe that was last night, because I was watching that game and he got like the first 14 points basically off layups and a couple of like floaters and stuff. But yeah, Jeremy Sohan's fucking amazing. Jordan, who's your next guy?
4: Um <clears throat> I'm going pretty basic picks here, but I don't like the Jabari Smith slander. I really don't. I think he's totally fine. What's slander? Uh, I love Jabari.
1: Yeah. That's I it's not his he, fault, it's his team.
4: Yeah, I mean, I don't it's know. Like, he he's on two other or he's got two other young guys who are trying to figure it out alongside him. So I mean he's been playing fine. He he's averaging 15 and seven. Uh he's not turning the ball over, which we thought might be a problem. Um, kind of seeing him dribble it off his foot in summer league and turn it over a little bit. He's struggling shooting the ball. That's it. Like he's shooting 36% from the field. I think he's gonna figure that out because we know he's a, a good shooter. Um, and he's still like you can see all the talents there. He's gonna he's gonna pop off in a couple weeks or a month. And we'll yeah, look at him and say, Wow, that, that was a top three pick
1: wow that Jordan Dyer there he was correct about
4: it about Jabari um
1: yeah no Jabari's awesome I love Jabari and um I honestly just think it's like Auburn all over again where the two guards are just kind of holding him back because they don't really pass as much and um he doesn't need to be like involved in the offense like as the focal point but he's playing with two guys that are like it's basically playing with like Kind obviously, like usage rate wise, that's the only thing I'm talking here. Usage rate wise, it's like playing with like Luca and James Harden on the same team. Just usage rate rate-wise in terms of they dribble and hold onto the ball a ton. Um, if Jabari could get into an environment where one, he's not having to like fight for his job because he's fighting with Alperen Sangoon and kind of Tari Eason right now for that like you know, starting role. Um, if he didn't have to be like constantly dealing with that, and then secondly he just was in an area where they kind of used him a little bit better offensively. He'd be fine. Defensively, he holds up. He's as strong as we thought and knew he was going to be coming in. And like Jordan said, makes great, great fucking smart moves. Great guy. Butsy.
3: I hate the state that the Rockets are in right now. Um, While they're fun to watch, while they have a ton of talent, I know this is not what we're talking about oh, yeah. here. But this team has a lot of egos um a lot of big personalities yeah. a lot of guys that are have been insanely hyped coming out of high school and college and honestly for a really good reason too but um they, it's a lot of me ball it's a lot of me 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 ball and not a lot of team basketball and while this team i don't obviously isn't trying to win anything now you can co- like kind of try to set a foundation for the future uh and establish a little more team style of basketball who's their i don't even know who their head coach is
1: uh steven silas
3: like I, I, I've never even heard of this guy. First off, he's a good coach, but, but yeah, it's like, it's tough. You know, you, you kind of have to do a better job of railing, uh, railing. You have to do a better job of corralling all of these personalities and start trying to figure out uh, an identity, especially if you're going to tank for web as well. Uh, I think they're obviously one of the front runners to do so. And if you're going to bring him in, there's zero chance that you're going to have a lot of me basketball. Uh, if you have him on your team, you're looking to do some damage in the league and, and you can't, be doing that just having one on five every possession
1: yeah and like also um it's already starting to boil over like we saw that viral twitter clip of jalen green and uh jabari smith like like fighting like yelling at each other on the sidelines during the utah game even though they ended up winning that winning kind of smooths everything over but oh i just those. feel i feel bad for jabari like i'm not sure like you said like michael porter jr is literally he got that extension but that, that extension is basically yearly because he's such a hothead and has so many issues on and off the court. Um, well not on in terms of like his playing ability. He has the talent. It's just like he gets into like, he just mentally is all over the place and he's not really mature came from a tough area. So you can't really blame him, but like, that's why his deal is structured the way it is. Cause he's basically burned bridges in every single team that he's been in. Like, remember they changed his locker he got into a fight and got kicked off the team. Um, He's been in trouble in every, like, he got in trouble in Detroit. He got to trouble in uh, in college and high school. Like, he he's just had issues everywhere he's gone. So I don't know if he's necessarily, like, the team leader you want. He's too usage heavy. And then Jalen Green is just as young as Jabari. And honestly, Jabari's a leader that you want and is a great team leader. But I'm not sure how great of a team leader Jalen Green is right now. I'm not in the room, obviously, so I don't fucking know. But it just looks like it's going to be tough, like Buttsy said. My next uh, rookie, Keegan Murray um, haven't gotten a lot of talk about him, but honestly, he's the front, he's the front runner for rookie of the year right now. Um, according to like the stats and, um, yeah, he's playing really solid. He's been playing insane through all through summer league and through the regular season for a fucking just disappointing Sacramento Kings team that I thought was going to be really good. I didn't know, buttsy did too. Um, just unfortunate. they haven't won a game yet, but Keegan Murray, he's shooting well, he's doing everything he needs to do. And I, I honestly thought that Keegan Murray was not going to be as good, but he is showing to be showing that he was deserving of that 5th pick and yeah, I'm impressed with him so far. I've watched some Kings basketball and you can see that he's really kind of holding this whole team together right now.
3: Yeah, no, he's definitely been a key piece to this team. Uh they they struggle with a lot of cohesion. Uh they have actually some really good pieces and I think they will figure it out eventually, but right now they're struggling to kind of play basketball as a unit. Uh, as a collective, which is okay, but uh, um, I think they'll figure it out. I think the Kings will be okay, to be honest. Um, my next rookie, jeez, this is it's kind of getting tough right now, to be honest. These, not a lot of insane rookie standouts so far. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jaden mm-hmm. Um just because he he hasn't been great by any means, but he's done enough to the point where I can see flashes of great things to come. Uh, Baby Jaw. Um, he's doing a lot of baby jaw esque things, by the way, jaws on another planet right now. He looks yeah. fucking ridiculous, but, uh, Jaden Ivy has looked good this season. Uh, not great, but you can see that there are flashes where he can be a, like a jaw type player. Um, whether he'll get to jaws level, I don't know. It may take a few years, but he does look very solid, uh, scoring the ball. Okay. But just an athletic freak. So, you know, he just looks well, he looks good in the NBA.
1: Yeah, Jaden Ivey, like he's just too good athletically to fail. Yeah, and yeah, he'll, he'll he'll tighten it up. It's only four games. Um, Jordan, did you have another rookie? It's yeah, okay. Mine, I had one more. And it was, it was, was not just... a
3: lot. Like, like I'm like I had to struggle and and reach for that Jaden Ivey pick.
1: Yeah, mine was just uh, shade and sharp. And it's not like he's not averaging anything too crazy, but the 57% from three, he was advertised as having an elite vertical and being a knockdown shooter. So far, we've seen that that was as advertised. Um, I mentioned that play where his head was like above the rim and then just the elite shooting. Um, He's a lot of fun and he plays on a Portland team that does have depth, but not tremendous depth. So he's going to get more time, obviously. It's just tough because he's in the. He's behind Anthony Simons, who's playing out of his mind right now. But Shaden, I think, was such an unknown in this draft, and he's pre- and then he got injured in summer league, so again we didn't see anything, and he's going to be a lot of fun. And I he's too he's very intriguing, and I think he's too athletic to fail, sort of like Ivy Jordan.
4: Well, I was going to bring up, uh, he went seventh in the draft, and I think a lot of people criticize the Blazers for that. Um, it looks like honestly the risk might pay off. Do you think it was a good pick now, Max? Looking back at it too early to tell but i think like um
1: the Bla- well it's perfect for the blazers because like what were they gonna in that scenario like what were they gonna do um like who are they gonna pl- they didn't it was just like it was the blazers were the perfect team to pick him because they didn't really need like a young project um although Shaden could have been that he was just sort of an unknown but like they didn't need they weren't like a your usual lottery team They had team, like, as we can see now, like, they have playoff hopes. So it's sort of like when the Warriors were in the lottery and they would take swings on guys because, worst case scenario, you don't hit anything. Like, you still have a really solid team and it doesn't matter. So I think he went to like the perfect, or he went at like the perfect pick, in my opinion, because he has such high upside, but he's literally the biggest unknown, like one of the biggest unknowns ever. So it was perfect for Portland to pick them because it was just like, even if it was hit or miss, it did not matter. Like, if they were going to be really bad, then they were going to be really bad and tank for Victor next year or this upcoming year, or if they were going to be good and like, which I think they expected to be, then it doesn't matter if they actually hit on him. It's only pluses from there. So yeah, that's kind of my long answer. And it's also too early to tell, but I think so far it was good pick, but yeah, I think that's going to do it up for our, for our episode tonight. This was a fun one. A lot of NBA, um, Shout out to my roommate and buddy Keaton on his 21st birthday. Happy birthday. And yeah, uh, be on the lookout for Stick and Puck, Uppercut. I believe we're getting the Boston Three Party. Another episode's coming out, or the first episode of this season's coming out. Um, The couch is coming out. There's a lot coming at you. We're going to be going harder than ever. Um, and yeah Thank you all for listening And we will be shorty back next week
0: with y'all. Oh hi Coming to say you're you fine We got to cut it off nobody kidding, not Fuck on my line I'ma keep it above with y'all Oh shorty I'm trying to make you mine Don't make it too easy I wanna try She looking too good can let it go by Oh yeah Think up won the lotto This little mulatto She could be a model She wanna show me some Think up won the lotto This slow mulatto She could be a model. could be a motto